Welcome back to the show, my darlings. On today's episode of the podcast, I gotta be honest, it's a little bit of a shit show. (laughs) I tell the truth about this very critical inner voice that I'm dealing with right now that basically tells me that everything I do is absolutely terrible. I share how I intend to move away from that, hint, It's not actually moving away from the inner critical voice that does the trick. And I talk about how this healing journey that so many of us are on very rarely is the easygoing, unbelievable, transformative experience that we read about in books and see on TV. Healing is messy and it's hard. And sometimes we feel like we're moving backwards when actually we are always moving forwards. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Stick around. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years, and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy, and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned, and you'll be left feeling silky, soft, and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with their signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Welcome back to the show, my loves. It's time for a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I am sitting here today having a hard time articulating what is happening inside of me, (laughs) which I can kind of laugh at because that is so rare for me. If you listen to this show, you know I basically never shut up you know, talking and storytelling and explaining and putting words to my emotions and my experience. It's something I do very easily. It's literally why it's the whole success of this podcast. It's literally why I have a show like this. It's why I do what I do because because that's something that's come that comes naturally to me. And for some reason, just over the past whole week, I, I'm having a hard time putting my inner experience into words. And I'm experiencing right now a lot of self-doubt. Oof, tons of self-doubt. My inner critical voice, it's, it's almost like for some reason, the dial of the volume of my inner critic has just gone all the way up to max. For some reason, I don't, I don't know why. It feels like, like something I just like, can't even control And um, I'm in a space for the past week and I have some distance to it so I can laugh at it. I mean, apparently, but I just, 
I I feel like everything I do is just kind of shit. <laughs> and I can laugh at that because I know objectively, logically, it is not true. I, I know that. But there's something going on inside of me right now that's just kind of making a lot of things hard and making a lot of things that normally are very easy for me, making them feel like an uphill battle. So I guess that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, an example of this is literally just this moment just now. I sat down to record the podcast and I, I did some storytelling and shared for about 15 minutes. And then I go, well, this is stupid. <laughs> this is bad. Like who is interested in what I have to say? Who is interested in what I'm saying right now? This is just dumb. And then I just turned the podcast off and then I just sat here like, wait, what? What am I doing? <laughs> what is happening? What? So yeah, this is my second take. And I, I hope I hope I won't turn this recording off either. I, I, I don't know. So whenever I'm in a space really where kind of like this, where I'm scattered and a little bit unanchored and, and not grounded, I always take a moment or I do my best to take a moment, just connect with my body a little bit. Especially, I, I, I feel like I can't really always or maybe even very rarely trust what moves through my brain. You know, the thoughts produced by my mind all throughout the day. I don't know if my brain tells me the truth often. And especially when I'm in this place of tons of self-doubt, I just, I don't know. So whenever that happens, instead of trying to think my way to a solution, you know, because if my brain is the problem and my brain is telling me a story that makes me feel bad, or my brain is telling me a story that isn't true, then how on earth am I going to solve that through the brain, <laughs> right? It's like, doesn't work. So the, my go-to is anything that brings me back to my body. And since we're sitting here right now, let's... Let's take a moment all together, yeah? I, I, I have a feeling whatever this day has brought you, you are also longing for a sense of connection to yourself. There's a part of, of you that's really longing to feel grounded and connected to your own body. So if you want to close your eyes, you close your eyes. For me, that's helpful. And place your hands onto your body. Just say that. Just place your hands onto your body, anywhere onto your body. And notice where your hands gravitate toward. Maybe your hands go to your head, to your feet, to your lap, to your belly. I found myself just now placing the palms of both of my hands right on top of my chest. Almost like I'm clutching my heart. So I have one hand on top of the other, just pressing the palms toward my chest here. And whatever part of your body you are intuitively reaching for right now, give yourself a squeeze. Yeah, really see if you can grab part of your flesh or your muscle, your bones, like make that physical, very physical, visceral connection there to yourself. Remind yourself that you live here. Yeah, this is this very, very sacred space where you reside. It's this body, this miracle of a body that holds all of your experiences. And for people who spend lots of time 
up in our heads and in our brains and in our minds. And I say people because it's all people. It's all of us. It's a very human thing to do. It is a relief to draw some of that attention down into the deep layers of the body. And you can do that through touch. Just remind yourself that, hey, you're here. You're alive. You're awake. This is where you live. This is your home. This is your house. And see if you can start to take a few deeper breaths. And maybe they come out as sighs, the way mine kind of are now. Like, <sighs> I can do that a few times. Just <sighs> make a little bit of noise. Just let something out through the mouth as you exhale. A little vibration, little noise, little sounds. Like signals to our nervous system that... <sighs> We're in a place of relief. Hmm. A little bit of humming. See if any other sound wants to come through. Just experiment a little bit with deep breaths and whatever wants to come through. Hmm. And eventually let your breath soften back in through the nose. So inhales and exhales here. And now as you bring your attention deeper into yourself, feeling your body here, where in your body can you sense the most presence right now? There is one part of your body where there is a little bit more activity than other places. So just move through your body with your awareness and feel, notice, what you're feeling. So for me, for example, I have this lower belly, almost like it's not butterflies, it's more like ants. Like I can feel this very almost electric feeling in my low belly. It's not unpleasant, but it's also not pleasant. Feels like little tiny little zaps of electric current just kind of residing in my low belly, that place beneath my belly button. So I'm not going to do anything with that. But I'm noticing that, oh, this feeling here, this sensation is present in my low belly. And I'm going to linger with that sensation and, and I'll let that sensation be there. I don't have to bring my attentions anywhere else, just noticing what's happening inside of me. And you do the same inside of you. Where in your body do you feel activity, presence, electricity, something cold, something hot, something pleasant, unpleasant, comfortable, uncomfortable, gentle, intense, electric or smooth, Soft, hard, sharp, gentle. What is it? And see if you can explain it in your own words. So you can either state this sentence in your head, in your mind, or you can speak it out loud. 
in my body right now, I feel. Or in my body right now, I feel. What do you feel and where do you feel it? And then just take those deep, slow breaths in and out through the nose as you allow yourself to feel the sensation that's already present. Remind yourself that this is just a practice of you meeting yourself. We don't have an end goal of getting to a specific destination. We're not looking for peace. We're not looking for enlightenment. We're not looking for gratitude. We're not looking for anything other than allowing ourselves to be the way we are. Meeting ourselves where we are, how we are, who we are. So just dwelling here in this body, in this breath. And you can stay here, just holding your hands to your body with your eyes closed, feeling what you're feeling. You can do that for the whole remainder of this podcast if you like. Just listening from this place. And if you want to blink your eyes open, of course, you can blink your eyes open. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Hey. Hi. Hi. It's funny this feeling I have in my in my lower belly, the more often I do these kinds of check-ins, we're in the middle of a, in the middle of a big feeling, or in the middle of a anxiety, or in the middle of something that feels challenging, and also in the middle of nothing and just something regular and mundane, regular moment, I can often feel this similar kind of electric current 
feeling in my low belly. And in moments of real intensity, like when I'm feeling overwhelming anxiety, that that feeling in my belly feels like fear, feels like terror, feels like something very bad is about to happen. And in moments of, of more calm, like right now, like I'm not in major discomfort, I'm not feeling really anxious, nothing like that. I'm just just here in moments of calm I can still feel that sort of low belly electrical kind of feeling and I guess it still feels like fear but it's not urgent it's more like the how can I describe it oh you know that feeling when you bang your elbow or your knee really 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 hard you know that feeling. You do it like right at that point of that nerve ending there. And it hurts so bad. That feeling of like, oh, oh my God, it hurts so bad. And then after the pain, when it starts to become a little bit more dull, but you can still feel almost like the memory of that pain, the residue, the shadow of that intensity of the pain. That's what this feeling is like for me. And I guess in real moments of, of struggle, I have this feeling of terror inside of my belly. And in moments of calm, I feel the residue of terror in my belly. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. Is, is, that, is that kind of fucked up? It feels, feels kind, of, kind of fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe I just don't know what the feeling is. It just... It's just something there. So yeah, I, I opened this podcast saying I am uh, just in a place of serious self-doubt. And I don't really know how to talk about that. I'm having a hard time even defining exactly what's happening inside of me. So maybe I should start by saying, you know, last week's podcast I, I shared on the show a very vulnerable episode. I spoke out loud all of my fears around being a mom, all the fears I have around my daughter and her safety and her well-being. And, and I got such lovely response from so many of you, so many of you. And I, I usually always get, you know, not like every single podcast is changing everybody's lives. Like I am not full of myself in that way, but I usually get feedback on the shows. And last week's show was just, it was, it was very intense. How many of you resonated with what I was saying and how many of you felt seen and felt like relief that I was putting into words, those big fears that so many of us feel, you know, so I've kind of been contemplating that this whole week, how, how, how crazy it is that there are so many of us feeling these big, scary, overwhelming, awful big things. And we are just moving about our day as if that's normal. We are just going about our day-to-day -day lives, feeling panic and terror and anxiety as if this is just what life's supposed to be. And there's a part of me that like I don't I don't feel like that's okay. I'm not okay with that. I 
don't think that terror is supposed to be a part of our day-to-day lives. I don't want that to be the case. I would love to live a life where I wake up in the morning and I feel safe and trusting and joyful. It doesn't even have to be joyful, just safe. Okay. I don't need to feel happy, happy all the time and every day, but I, I would love to feel a sense of fundamental sense of safety. I would. And in a way, I, I thought I was more alone feeling that level of intensity when it comes to that fear. And it was a big awakening for me this week. Just all throughout the week, I got these big messages around that and emails. And even just now today, I got another one, just someone saying that they feel exactly that. And I'm not alone in that. And thank you for sharing that. And it just makes me, makes me think how much we are all carrying. How, how much we are all carrying. Even... When life feels like butterflies and rainbows, it's, it's kind of hard to be a human. And even when the outside world doesn't feel like it's spinning off its axis, which I feel like it is so often and so much, I, I'm in a place right now where I, I can't even watch the news and I feel like a bad person because I can't. I just I had a near argument with my dad even the other day. He was telling me the latest awful thing that's happened. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know that. He said, how could you not know that? It's everywhere. It's on every news channel. How can you, what do you mean you don't know that? I'm like, I am not watching the news right now. He's like, what? How can you not, you have to stay up to date on what's happening. And I just had this, like this, I feel like I just, I just, I want to rebel against that. I know I am supposed to stay very aware and up to date. Because if I'm not, I can't, I can't do anything about it, right? Like I can, it's very possible for me, especially living how we live right now. We don't live in a city. I don't see that many people. I spend most of my day in the garden or recording podcasts alone. We are in the middle of the woods. Like I could create a little bubble where I don't step out of what's in my immediate now, which sounds lovely sounds like um, a true blessing and also really terrible. So I, I, I have to kind of fight against that urge to just disappear into my own bubble where I, yeah, where, where nothing else matters aside from the vegetable I'm tending to right now, you know. But over the past few weeks, I have, I've started to feel this, this emotional overwhelm around everything that's happening in the world and every time I feel like I need to close my eyes to something, I feel so guilty and full of shame, full of shame. I, 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 feel, ash- I feel ashamed every day that I'm not doing more. I feel like I could be doing more. I could be a better person. I could be more of service. I could be fighting harder. I could be speaking up about more things that are happening. I could be donating more money. I could be volunteering more. I could be, I could be, I could be. And I am not right now. And I got to tell you, I am not because I am so fucking tired. I am so tired. I am in a place right now where I am too tired to watch the news. The idea of even scrolling through Instagram and getting all of this information about all the stuff that's happening is, is, is too much for me. And 
I also know this means I'm in an extremely privileged position. The fact that I can even, that I have the option to turn off the bad stuff, you know, <laughs> like for the people in the world who actually these terrible things are happening to, the people experiencing the war, the people experiencing the lack of resources, the injustice, the racism, the bigotry, the hatred, the alienation, like the violence, the guns, the people that that are actually experiencing that suffering, they can't just choose to say, I'm going to turn this off today, or I'm not going to go on social media today. I'm not going to, I'm not going to read the news today. Right. So it's a privilege to even, even have the realization of, oh, this is too much. I'm going to turn it off. Right. Cause I can, I can turn it off and I can choose to step into this little bubble of living this beautiful life on this lake where I go for runs and I tend to my vegetables and I hug my kid and sit on the couch with my husband. And I do that every day. And there's a part of me that, that is really craving that. And I think, I think, I don't think I'm alone feeling a bit of an emotional burnout after the last couple of years. <laughs> last couple of years, like what? Are we going to look back at, at these years as like, whoa, that was insane. I really hope we will. I really, from the bottom of my heart, hope that we will look back when we are older, decades from now, we will look back at this specific time as a small window of time when shit was fucking insane. And that there is an end point to the craziness and that things will, f will become more peaceful and grounded for everybody all, all over the world. And, 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 and get better and that we get closer to unity and closer to peace and that we look at this time as shit that was crazy <laughs> but I have a feeling inside of myself that that is not it I, I feel like intuitively I, I feel like this is just this is what it is now and the world is spiraling in this direction now and we get more and more desensitized from all the things happening so we we kind of, we have to shrug our shoulders at yet another thing and then another thing because we can't. We're not, we're not supposed to hold this amount of pain and suffering in one go. Like we, we cannot. So we start tuning some stuff out. And then I think the, the things that come our way now in, in a week is the equivalent of what would come our, our way, you know, in like a year, five years ago just in terms of the amount of information we're all getting, the amount of suffering we are watching and finding out about and listening to, and then people's thoughts and ideas and discussions and fighting and resistance and around the bad thing that's happening. Like it's so fucking overwhelming. And I can't be of service right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Super hard for me to say that. Oh, so, so, so hard for me to say that. I, uh, I want to be, and maybe I am in certain ways, like I'm doing what I can and and I know <laughs> I think I think this is why my my inner critic is so unbelievably loud right now because I feel I can sense like a I feel a feeling of uselessness right now. It's really an overwhelming feeling of 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 like futileness, like that like it doesn't really matter what I do. I, I don't have any impact. The things I'm doing aren't good anyway. <sighs> And it's not just around, you know, being of service and being helpful and all of this, but just kind of all around. I don't know. Do it, <laughs> like asking you permission. Is it okay to feel like a piece of shit? <laughs> kind of all the time. Is that okay? <laughs> and even as I say that, I can kind of, like I hear like my, my this other inner voice, like, oh my God, get over yourself. Like you are not... Like I have so much to to give to this world and and it's okay to take breaks and it's okay to feel overwhelmed and depleted and take a step back and everything is cyclical and everything comes in rhythms and sometimes we can give a lot and then we have to step back and receive and nurture ourselves and like I sense this like logical voice inside like it's totally normal and necessary to go into your bubble to retreat, to nourish yourself, to receive, to to be there so that you can step out of the bubble and then take everything in again and then listen to everything and then be of service and be out there and do the thing. Like I know all of those things logically. I just don't feel like they're true at, at all, at all. And there's something about that. I mean, I, I've been sharing over the past couple of weeks just the, <laughs> the struggle that I am personally experiencing with slowing down, almost like the more I slow down in my day, the harder my life becomes. (laughs) Even though slowing down is everything I've ever wanted, even though, you know, I've literally burnt out from moving so quickly and working so hard and doing everything so intensely for so many years, all I've wanted is a break and to slow down. And then the more I slow down, the worse I feel. It's so ridiculously stupid, but it's just what it is. And this past week, I have had this this inner critical voice. I don't even have a name for my inner critic right now. Like my inner critic feels like truth. My inner critic feels like me. It feels like that is who I am. That is what is true. Everything my inner critic tells me, I'm having a really hard time separating my essence and my heart and my truth and like this beauty that I know is inherent inside of me, the way it's inherent inside of you and inherent inside of all of us. I'm having a really hard time separating that truth from my inner critical voice because the inner critic is so fucking loud. And right now she's telling me that I am totally terrible at everything I'm doing. Like truly, totally terrible at everything I'm doing. That every idea that comes my way of what I should do or could do or potentially like maybe I go down this road. Like I don't really know what I'm doing with life right now. I guess this is a reason I'm feeling 
a little bit lost. I don't have a great sense of direction. And every idea I have, this inner critical voice goes like, that is ridiculous. You could never do that. That's so stupid. Like you would so fail if you walk down this path where that path is not for you. Or look how everybody else is doing it. And it's so easy for everybody else. And look at all the opportunities you're missing out on. And look how poorly you did this and how bad this other thing is. And like even this inner critical voice right now is digging up past things I've done and past creations of mine and just started telling me that they, that they, everything just sucks. Like I wrote this book, but that book was really shit, you know, and then all of the like experiences that I've offered, like I used to do all of these classes and retreats, like they were all so bad. And, and it's, it's just like, it's not serving anything. It's past things that I've always been so proud of, that I've always felt I was so good at, that I always had so much joy in and a sense of accomplishment around. All of a sudden, I have this voice inside telling me that they, have, they were all bad and I should stop thinking of them as, as good or as an accomplishment. Actually, it was all kind of a failure. <laughs> and I hope... God, I hope the fact that I'm sharing this, I don't know, are we getting, are we getting too intimate on this podcast? Should I have, should I have a, more of a filter or more of <laughs> some distance between the intensity and the intimacy of what I share? I don't know how to share any other way. I'm, I'm so sorry. But, and I'm not sharing this. I want to make this super clear. I'm not sharing this because I, I am looking for a thousand people to write me and tell me I'm amazing or that I'm great. It, that's that's not not it in any single way. I'm just speaking from this truthful place inside of my inside of my heart right now. And um, and here's the thing about about that is that when I feel this way, praise doesn't do anything, right? Like like getting a compliment or having someone say, yeah, someone might say like, I loved your book. Like that was, it was so helpful for me. Thank you for writing that. That is not going to register in my brain when my inner critic is this loud. It's going to just blow right past me and not even settle as, as a thing, right? But if someone would casually in this, when I'm in this kind of space, give me like a medium, like, like a neutral compliment, like say the book was like three out of five, or whatever, you know, just like, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Like the book was fine or whatever. I would take that and like bury myself with it. Like it was the worst. <laughs> it was the worst book. Yeah, that's, that's what's happening. And I, uh, <laughs> I'm like laughing at the ridiculousness of this because it's putting me in a place where I feel totally paralyzed. I guess that's the biggest challenge of this. In one way, I, I know what I could do right now. Like I have, I'm trying, I'm trying to change this narrative, right? And invite a voice of my inner best friend and speak kindly to myself. But it's not really working because the inner critic is just so loud right now. And probably it's going to pass. But so what I normally would do is that I would spring into some kind of action to prove my purposefulness, right? 
I don't know if, if you'll resonate, but here's a really like good example. Like if I get into this kind of self-hating, self-judgmental, self-sabotaging, super inner critical kind of space, I'll be like, okay, well, let me do something great then, right? And I just like start writing a book or create a new course or teach a really good live class on yogagirl.com or make a stupid reel for Instagram to, to like get engagement or likes on Instagram or uh, start down another project. Like one of the things I've always wanted to do, like I, I do something and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something great. And I'm going to prove to my inner critic that I'm not a terrible person. Right. But all of those things, whatever action I take from a place of trying to defend myself from the inner critic or trying to prove my worth to that inner narrative that tells me I'm worthless, that is not a creation that comes from a place of inspiration. Whatever I create from that place is ultimately not going to feel great. It's ultimately not going to land in a fully authentic place because I'm not creating it from that sense of excitement and authenticity and joy and, and purpose and creativity, right? I'm, I'm creating to prove I have worth in this, in this world. And anything that we create from that place is going to feel like an uphill battle. And eventually, you know, we might put that thing out into the world and then we have to put another thing out into the world because the inner critic is going to come right back and tell you how much that thing sucked. So I'm trying now to, to change my my regular reaction to ending up in these kinds of narratives, to not spring into action, to not have to prove myself, to not, yeah, go out into the world and go like, well, look how great I can be, right? No, I am just sitting with these feelings. <laughs> and I have been all, all week long, just kind of sitting with these feelings. And... <sighs> And I, I, I wish my brain was an easier place to live right now. I really do. I really do. I wish, you know, also what I wish is, I wish I was that kind of person that could put on a really big smile, like maybe put on really cute, like yoga clothes and record a podcast giving you super important information about something. That's the, this is the kind of where I am. Like I see all these people online and they are so purposeful in their, in their businesses and in their online worlds and in their brand building. And they are sharing information of here is how you best do this. And here's this amazing recipe. And here's how you do this yoga pose in this way. And everybody is so energized and they are out there. And I'm like, I don't have the fucking energy <laughs> for, for any of this. The idea like the thought of telling my husband, take a picture of me. <laughs> like, I cannot, I cannot, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> and I've, and I've been in this space for a very long time. Like if you go to my Instagram account, which is a place, like really a platform I should be nourishing with all of my energy and all of my time and all of my space because it is the center of everything I do. And it's this huge blessing and this very sacred thing. I am, I share something once a week, maybe I post something in the grid, if that, like even. 
And it's always because like Leia accidentally took a picture of me. Or it was like the one day that week I put on some makeup and I was like, oh my God, I need to post something. And then I share it. But it's not happening from an authentic place because I have no energy for any of it. Any of it. Like what I have energy for is is sharing on my Instagram stories what's happening in my garden and pictures of flowers and trees <laughs> and soil like that. That brings me joy. That feels authentic and real and true. But creating content for the sake of creating content, I, I can't. And I just, I, I, I'm in this space right now where I'm watching all these other people doing such a good job at all of those things, like doing the online thing, doing the social media thing, and they're doing, they're, they're great at it. And it's like every day, all day, several times a day, they're posting and they're sharing and they're this and they're making reels, you know, making a fucking reel. It's like, it's video editing. You, have you ever made a reel? I mean, I'm sure many of you have made reels because every fucking human being in this world spends their day making reels. You know how, how much work that is? And it's like, I, I, I can't. Okay, I can't. And <laughs> I can't believe I'm even talking about this. This is all so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I know it's so dumb. It's all just social media. But I feel like if I was more of that kind of person, I wouldn't have to sit here on the podcast telling you how I feel like a terrible person right now. But I could I could be sitting here like in my super cute yoga outfit telling you how to do something great or giving you advice on something or being upbeat or sharing this and that. And, you know, here's five ways to I don't fucking know. <laughs> I can't even think of like an example of five ways to boost your morning or five things I do for my evening ritual or like I dude it, it's all it's all dumb to me <laughs> and I and I say this with so much love and also like with so much awe for people who have the energy obviously I wish I, I was that person and I'm just not and every avenue I take and every avenue I go, I just feel a little bit more lost these days. That's just, that's just what's going on. And I'm not sitting here with some grand epiphany on the other end of that. I'm not sitting here with, okay, so here is how I'm fixing this, right? Because I'm wondering if, I, if there actually is something to fix. Truly, I know I don't have this narrative all the time, you know, I have lots of moments and cycles and seasons in my life when I feel great, when I feel purposeful, when I feel like I'm in the right place, you know, when I create something and I feel good about that creation. Like the home course is a really beautiful example of that. Really, probably my one example of that over the past like year or two years where I took all of my... all whatever wisdom I have okay I'm clearly clearly not in a great place to like <laughs> sell myself or show everyone how great I am but where I took the the practices that I have and the tools and the rituals and the things that have really served me and I put together something that felt so beautiful and genuine and connected and real and filmed that and spent a year creating that and put that out into the world and felt so good about it and then now a part of me is like okay so now what you know 
Like now what? You you created this home course. It's 450 healing tools. 450. That's also kind of <laughs> kind of bizarre. Like I don't know. I wonder if if maybe for the home course I just turned myself inside out and I emptied everything I have. Like here's all the good. Here's every inch and every ounce of everything that that I can find truly helpful, you know, packaged in this like seven week life changing thing. And then now I, I don't know where to go from here. And I guess a more normal response would be, oh, you spent almost two years creating this one thing. Maybe go on vacation or maybe take a break or maybe it's okay to not know immediately after that. It's been a month, literally, it's been exactly a month since we closed the, the home course. Maybe spend, like take five minutes to just dwell in the in-between space. But no, not me, not this brain, right? Must immediately launch oneself into yet another creation of some kind. And if I don't, I don't, I don't feel good just, just hanging out. It's such a, it's so hard being a human. Do you feel that way? <laughs> Do you feel that way? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Just yesterday we launched. And obviously this is so funny. In my head, yeah, we closed the home course. So I did the final live session was May 8th. Literally, that was yesterday. Okay. That was yesterday. That was, yesterday was one month ago. I mean, it was one month ago yesterday. I did the final live session. And the feeling I've had in the past month is that I have been completely unproductive, right? And it's part of why I'm feeling, it's part of why I'm feeling terrible about myself is that I'm, I've had an unproductive month. And it's hard because I want to have an unproductive month. I want to have an unproductive life. I want to have a life where I have more space to be than I have to do, right? That's literally, it's kind of like I've changed my whole life to carve down this path going this way. And the further down this way I go, the more I hate it. <laughs> the harder it gets, the more being, the more space to be I have, the more uncomfortable I feel that I'm not doing. But I'm, I'm set on going down this path. I don't want to give up and give in and go back to my old ways. I don't. Like I am here now and I'm holding the discomfort and I'm feeling terrible <laughs> about it. But I'm but I'm still I'm still here, right? But so this feeling I've had for the past month is that I have done nothing. I have been so unproductive. I felt really guilty. I've had several days where I was just home all day and I wasn't even barely like doing anything and how can I live like that? And you know, but actually in the past month we <laughs> We created a new version of the home course called A Self-Guided Journey, which is the practices of the home course and the tools and the rituals and the work of the home course, but without the live component and without the sharing component, like without all the in the moment circle holding, like container hand holding, sharing groups and live sessions. And yeah, without that in real life live 
component. Um, so basically a version of the course that you can do on your own at your own pace and you can do it over a year or you can do it in the seven weeks. You keep it for life, right? But we spent the past month like really working really hard, <laughs> working really hard to create a self-guided journey version of home because we had so many people asking for that. And I wanted to offer something at a lower price point. And it was already in December when we launched the home course. It was like an immediate like, okay, I want to do a more affordable version. But that's not with a live component because that's where a lot of the, for me, where a lot of the heavy, heavy work lies. So we even knew that from December and then spent the past month after the course closed, just really working our butts off to make that happen. But for me, that level of work feels like I am unproductive because I'm not busy all day, because I don't feel overwhelmed with work. I feel like I'm not working hard enough because for me, the baseline of working hard enough is feeling overwhelmed. Like having worked so hard in a day that at the end of it, you just like, you need a glass of wine or something. Do you recognize that feeling? It's been a long time since I had that feeling, right? And I've been wanting to get away from that feeling of overwhelm. And then I finally do. And guess what? It sucks. (laughs) It sucks. No one told me this. You know, here I am doing this healing work for fucking 15 years of my life. How old was I? Yeah, I was 18 not even 18, I was 17 when I did my first like healing group, say almost 16 years of my life, half of my life, pretty much, I have spent working on myself, healing trauma, going down this super intense road of inner work and healing, just to, to be able to define all the heavy things that I need to deal with and everything that made me the way I am and the traits that I've made into my personality that don't serve me. And then I identify all of them and then I do another massive chunk of work to actually put them down and let them go. And I change my life, which was like climbing a freaking Everest. And then I get to that change and it sucks. (laughs) What? What? What is this cosmic joke? Okay. What is this cosmic joke of a healing? fuck this. It sucks. I hate it. I hate it. Can someone please take me back to, to someone please take me back to like peak busyness and workaholic time. Like I would love to just be back in like back to back retreats and teacher trainings where in the middle of a teacher training, I have to fly to LA for 24 hours to teach at a festival and do a photo shoot and then go back to teacher training while breastfeeding my child, sleeping four hours a night and also launching three different kinds of businesses, managing 45 employees while writing a book. Can I go back to that time? (laughs) That time was such a simple time because I didn't know I was burning out. I didn't know I was overwhelmed. I didn't know I was working too hard. I just thought that's what life's supposed to be because I thrive in that kind of high intensity, never stop working, never stop ever stopping. (laughs) Can we go back there, please? Can someone just like teleport me back? Because there was an uncomplicatedness about living in that time of my life or living the way I'd lived for my entire my entire life basically it's what I've always known right it's what I grew up with it's the energy of 
chaos that I grew up with that I made into my life, you know, this running really fast and working really hard all the time. It's familiar and everything familiar is going to have a sense of ease to it, right? There wasn't a lot of discomfort in that in that time, in that moment, you know, aside from the fact that I, <laughs> that I was stressed all the time and getting sick all the time. And, I mean, obviously, that part was also terrible. I'm not saying that all parts of my life are terrible all the time. Or am I? <laughs> this is so silly, this whole thing. I mean, if I look back at that time, it feels so beautiful, like my most beautiful, amazing things and moments and highs happened then. The best trips, like giving birth to Leia, becoming a mom, like all the greatest groups and like big heart-shifting, life-changing things, like all the great stuff happened then. But also all the great stuff has happened in the quiet now. And, and also all the hard stuff was then, but also all the hard stuff is now. So I guess the epiphany here is that life is, is great and also very, very hard all at the same time, always. <laughs> and as we peel off these layers of healing to get closer to a place of truth inside of ourselves, we encounter more discomfort and we are going to encounter yet another challenge and we're going to have something else to work with and dig into to get closer and closer and closer to ourselves, right? To to journey home, I guess. And I guess I'm at the stage of journeying home where, <laughs> where you don't really know what you're doing and you don't know where you're going exactly, but you're on the journey. So you're kind of committed. So you're, it's kind of like, I guess where I am is I've decided to go on this really long train ride and it sounded so wonderful to just be on a train for a long time in your bunk and just sleep and watch the beautiful scenery outside. And then and then you wake up and you find yourself on a freaking train and it sucks because no, long train rides aren't fun. And it smells and those bathrooms suck and it's really hard to sleep. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? This is it? This is the journey I was longing for <laughs> for so long. But you you don't get off. Because getting off is going in a direction you know you don't want to be. So you stay on the train and and you and you stick it, stick it out and you stay with the bad smell and the bad bathroom and the bad sleep. And you know that that the next leg of the journey is coming really soon. And it's going to come with clarity and with something that feels more, even more in alignment. So you just dwell there. You stay on the train. <laughs> Hey, hey guys, can I ask a question? What the fuck was this podcast even? <laughs> what what are you listening to? Who am I? What is this show? What is this pod? Can we can we just can, can someone come give me a hug? Please. <laughs> Please. I'm so sorry if I wasted your time. Also, this was a great episode and I'm so proud of it and I don't suck just a little bit sometimes. And I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna hang up now. <laughs> I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna end this show now. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. I really, really, really do. If you feel drawn to the self-guided journey, the self-guided journey of the home course, 
I promise you it does not suck. It's the best thing I have ever created. So maybe I'll talk more about that next episode. Okay, I love you. You can go to yogagirl.com slash home if you want the 450 healing tools in your own home. I hope I see you over there. Until next time, have a beautiful week and uh, take care of yourself. And okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy this show, please listen, rate, and review the episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. They are all available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your shows. Of course, a big thank you to my sponsors. Make sure you support them the way they support this podcast. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.